This is Carl George on the Time with Flora podcast. Hi, Carl. Hello, Flora. Carl and I uh, both met uh, during IMBA at the Henley Business School. Uh, we were in the same court. Uh, Carl is this tall, quiet uh, man who doesn't say a lot, but certainly for me, when you speak, Carl, I find that I must listen. What do you think about that? I'm flattered. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just um, again for our listeners, you're you're in um, Germany. Can you just um, talk about where you are in Germany, what you do, and just a few things really to introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. My name is KG, and um, actually. I'm living in Germany, in the southern part of Germany. It's uh, next to the French border, just 20 kilometers to Strasbourg. And I am a father of three, married, and a complete IT geek. So my passion is all about IT things. And it, is, it doesn't matter if it's the new uh, 3D goggles, or is it the existing IT infrastructure? That's all what I'm doing, and that's uh, what I'm doing now, and I love to do at the moment. So does that count for work as well as pleasure? Absolutely. Wow. Sometimes I don't know the difference. <laughs> and, and that's not a problem for family, I guess. Uh, well, as as... As you can imagine, of course, it's uh, when you have a family uh, to, to keep that in balance. Uh, that's, that's always uh, the big question, how you can balance your private life and, of course, your hobbies and your work. Sure. But actually, then, when you have work and your hobbies combined and you are allowed to do both at the same time, then it's fantastic. Yeah, sure. And, you know, you talked about balance. And um, uh, it used to be the case that we looked at life work balances as like two completely different things right work is here and life is here but the truth is that they, they're both uh intertwined you know and and if if covid and the whole sort of lockdown episode has taught us anything uh you can't you can't separate them you have to you have to find how to make that dynamic work and sometimes it's a bit upended in that the personal life is more consuming than the work life or the work life becomes more consuming uh, than the personal life. But accepting that it's an up and down thing and, and just being able to find a way to, to, fi to find the balance as life goes on from a day-to-day, moment-to-moment perspective, really. Yeah, to find, I have to agree, Flora, and not only for yourself or your family members, but as well for your friends. So you have to establish uh, friendships uh, with people who actually think in the same way that you say, when you I need to balance now, oh, by the way, for the next two months, I don't have time because I need to take care of either family or either that. I don't have time for that, but then I can come back and then everyone is glad that you're back and nobody is saying, okay, but you didn't visit me the last two months. Um, 
Why do you come now? Of course, it's always a balance where you have times where you need to shift it. You, you know, when we uh, were at Henley together, and that was, I guess, that was kind of between sort of 2010, 2012, or 2000, yeah. something like that. And I know that you were at, uh, I think, at Avato um, at, at the time you were uh, head of department. And I just wonder, after all these years, I know while we were doing our MBA, you had your first of three uh, children. Well, you didn't have them, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know what I mean, and yeah. um, I, I I just wonder how has your master plan, you know, the whole MBA master plan worked out for you in terms of your career path uh, that you were riding along with at that time. How has it worked out for you today? Okay, when, when you did that. Yeah, that's 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 a good one because the the master plan actually is before the MBA. Um, because when I was in my mid-twenties, um, I decided to go back to school and make my A-level and then went to the university. So when I was uh, 30 years old, where many people of my, uh, of my neighbors, where they, they had already had kids, uh, they had a house, they had whatever they had, they, they were settled in. I was at the university, invested all my time and money into my into my education, and um, when I came out of the university, made all my experience which I wanted to have, but I was every time uh, uh, all the time older than anyone everybody else. I thought, okay, when I did that, then I went back to uh, started to work. And after a couple of years, I say, okay, if I can do that, then of course I can do the MBA as well. And that was the part of the of the master plan to actually to finish that up to round my education with the MBA. So that was for me a logical step. I am, um, if you know, I again, I, I've said this time and time again with guests. You, you know, a question gets up asked by me and I get a response that I was never expecting that is for me phenomenal I, I'm you know in terms of you still finding the wherewithal like you said your peers were all settled in their families with their homes uh, with their home lives, lives etc but yet you found it within yourself to uh, do something uh, do something more uh, achieve something more and I, I wonder what what was the drive for you then that made you despite the what was happening around you in terms of where your your the people that you knew were and where it was you were pushing yourself to be what what was driving you what was the motivation my main motivation was of course creating opportunities yeah and from my experience, even before the MBA, creating opportunities is based on, do you have some working experience? Do you have some education learnings? Or do you have some experience from life which you can put into these opportunities? So there, uh, for me, to having this education, was for me creating opportunities. And in the end, when you talk about the master, the master plan, 
the MBA gave me possibilities that, as I mentioned, I'm an IT geek. So I'm really, what I figured out, I'm, I'm not the programmer where you imagine in your head, okay, I'm sitting in the, uh, in the basement uh, eating pizza all the time and uh, coding something. That's not, that's not it. It's about working with technology, being aware, what can you do with the technology and transfer that. And with that view of IT combined with an MBA and the experience I had with the work gave me possibilities today where I can actually go forward with a team, with a company, with departments to say, okay, I have the knowledge about the IT. Oh, but by the way, I know how the world works as well combined, uh, in regard of what we learn or what you learn in an MBA as you say, okay, what is about the financial? What about the marketing view? What about the sales view? What about the purchasing view, et cetera, et cetera. All these kind of views, the MBA gave me these experience to experiment with that and combine it today. And that gave me some opportunities. And today I can actually use that as well. Something that came to my mind just talking about the MBA and and uh, reflecting on our time there and and uh, you know why we did it and, and all that kind of stuff is how do you see it for younger people today who in the next 10 15 years are probably going to be or maybe even 20 years are going to be where where we were okay in terms of deciding to do an MBA how how do you think that they are are looking at pursuing their careers, going for things like MBAs and 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 such, compared to what they're likely to look look yeah, to but... during their time? Because yeah. I I think about my my teenagers. Um, they're now at that stage that they're going into college, and one of the things that I find is very clear for me and when I have conversations with with my children is that there is no pushing or insisting that somebody has to do an A-level or somebody has to go to the university. The, 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 the interest, the, the compulsion for me now as a parent is to know that my children are making choices in regards to their career path that is of interest to them not what I want to see them do, but what they want to see them do and are willing to commit to doing. Mm. Um, and an MBA may not necessarily be part of that path for them. And I, I just wonder, do you, do you sort of see things being different for your children when it comes to them looking at their senior level education and the choices that they're making compared to how we have done it? I remember me thinking I must do an MBA I must do an MBA it was okay. always it was always a box that I felt I had to tick I genuinely wanted to do one but I also knew that there was that element of everybody else in my kind of zone was doing one and so at some point I needed to think about doing it well from my experience in the German school system mm. when you go to school of course, you get a broad education. You get a little bit of that, you get a little bit of that, and you get a little bit of that. And that actually goes on 
as well into the university. Mm. So when you have a university degree, you have a broad education with a small percentage of a specialty. Yeah. And then you go to work and then you work in a special area because you had a specialty at the university. But then the years after that, you can learn, learn, learn more of the special area. And yes, of course, that's the normal thing. When we talk about higher education, yeah. university, or like an MBA, which you do even then afterwards with a lot of work experience, and you can combine that. And we transfer that in the future. I don't know what's going to happen in 20 years, but there is there are some signs that you could make an MBA where you have a broad basic of everything. Mm. At the same time, it is worthwhile to say, okay, I am a person and I know exactly in which area I want to go and that's my spe specialty area. Um, there are possibilities to educate yourself not with a program where you get everything laid out, but that you actually do every every year a little step somewhere else with different specialty, with different yeah. people, and you learn from different areas, from different uh, professors, from different teachers. Yeah. That could be a possibility for the future where you actually can develop yourself into into your interests yeah. Where you're not stuck with things which you're not interested. Yeah. Having said that, of course, a basic education is needed that you understand the rest to have the combination. And that, that will be uh, the, the, the best way where you as a person need to figure it out. Okay, do I go into a program where everything is laid out? Or do I choose to learn every year something on top, which you can advert then as well? That's a really interesting concept. I think for me, the most important thing is that um, more people uh, are getting to learn as, as, as much as they can um, you know, starting off obviously as broadly, just like you say, but that um, it is done in a way that they are on an individual basis driving towards achieving and learning for themselves mm -hmm. uh, and not, not going through the motions, right? Um, so that you can actually step out of that institution, that learning institution, um, and be able to make an intentional um, step forward to whatever it is that you want to become as an adult. Uh, I, I think we, we're, we're having today, and I don't know if it's the case in Germany, So, because you know more than I do, but I, I think there are certainly, I know here in Nigeria, there are far too many people that are coming out of the university that have studied something, but they have absolutely no intention of applying it to yeah. um, their life as an adult. And I'd yeah. like to see that that is something that changes in the future, right? With with our younger people. I noticed on your profile, LinkedIn, there was a quote, I, I don't know if it's, a, if it's the Simon Sinek quote. Uh, it's not the genius at the top giving direction, the directions that makes people great. 
it's great people that make the person at the top look like a genius. That's a great quote. Um, I think it's Simon Sinek, you, you'll confirm. Uh, but I wondered what, why that quote? What, 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 what does that quote say about you, what you believe and so on? Well, you know your literature well. Yes, it, of course it is, Simon. And um, for me, as a middle manager, as in my role as a CIO, mm. actually, when I look, when I look to the top, yes, my experience and my work helps them to achieve their goals. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. Because that's my part in this hierarchy or in this role. At the same time, I need to make sure that the people I work with or who work for me, part of the perspective you have, they need to understand that I don't know their job. I, I work with them. I don't know more than they do. Mm. I have just the possibility to know more of the edges around them because they, are, they have their special area. And when we work together and combine that, then it helps me to push that. Like I do that for my boss. What does, what does this opinion that you have, this, this belief that you've just talked through, what does it say about you as a person, Carl? It says about me that when I was in my 20s, I was convinced I'm the center of the universe. And with my experience today, mm -hmm. I know that when you're a part of the team, no matter role you're in, you have to step back and you have to listen first and to make up your uh to make up your mind then afterwards when you have everything together and that's something which is in that quote as well mm. because to be able to identify that and to make the best out of it you need to have to listen yeah. and to speak last that's all about that. Yeah. And today, that's my leading style, actually. Mm. And that's part of me today with my experiences. Yeah. And again, 20 years ago, I know that would not be possible for me. Today, I have either the age, either the wisdom or uh, just the experiences that everyone as part needs to have its saying. And based on that, we can then put that together. And that brings us forward every step together and every day a little step. Not in big steps. You can't solve the world in uh, in one flash. You can't you you can't always have a revolution. It's most of the time in the day to day work. 
it's an evolu it's an evolution and an evolution goes by steps and when you do every day a little step you have after a year you took one big leap i think that's a great note on which to end our conversation carl thank you so much for being on thank the time with flora podcast it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much flora for having me Thank you for listening to the Time with Flora podcast. This podcast was produced and edited by me, Flora Omosera.